You're listening to Real Faith Radio, presented by Praise Chapel, Las Vegas. This is where real faith meets real change. Be sure to listen to us through Apple Podcasts, Google Play Music, SoundCloud, and Spotify. Follow us on your favorite service to get instant notifications when new episodes are available to download or stream. You can also check us out on social media at PC Las Vegas and visit our website, PraiseChapelLasVegas.com to find out more about what PCLV is all about. With that being said, listen up, because here comes the word. be better than that. Really? Come on. I am in Las Vegas. We're not, we're not cheering for a ball team. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Glory to God. So this is the deal. This afternoon, who wants to hear something that God said this afternoon? It is really good. I'm just saying. Can you hand me your phone? Because she's got mine. I sent it to her. This afternoon, now I pray, I, I don't mean this, I pray a lot over these meetings, and I spend a lot of time with the Lord on these meetings. This afternoon, and I mean, I have prayed, and I've prayed, I've prayed, I've studied, I've studied, I've studied, and so this afternoon, what was I going to do? Pray for him. But I did decide to lay down and pray. I mean, I was just, I had my music going, always. And yes, she's next door to me, so like, am I too loud? Anyway, and so I'm praying, and I'm just kind of laying there, not, you know, just minding my own business. And Holy Spirit has been doing something with me, I don't know, last year or two, and it just, I just love when he does this. Then, you know, sometimes he'll just start speaking to you. But he, and then you're like, now what did he say? So he's really good to me. He loves me. <laughs> because now he has told me, be ready to take this down. I'm like, okay. So I'm laying flat on my back. I'm like, whoop. So I got to get up, grab my phone, because he started talking about this conference. And it is good. Who's ready to receive it? It is really good if you will receive it. Okay? Hallelujah. You ready? Here goes. He said, even as this snow was unusual and rare, he says, I will do rare and unusual miracles this weekend. Can you believe me for unusual miracles? Can you believe me for the impossible? The rare, those things not common are usual to your natural mind. I say, I want to do things this weekend that will astound you. But I ask you, my daughters, can you engage your faith to receive? For I am about to pour out on this And miracles will take place. Breakthroughs will occur. The hopeless, discouraged, and brokenhearted will be restored. 
Those that are bound will be set free. Some do not even realize that you have been in bondage. And this weekend, the blinders will, oops, the blinders will be removed, and they will be totally set free. Many will come in heavy and feeling hopeless, but they will leave relentless in their faith. All will receive. I lost my place. <laughs> All will leave, excuse me. All will leave with a fresh determination to walk as the relentless women of God that I have called you to be. Saith your God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Now, if that doesn't get you excited, that got me excited up out of my bed going glory. Hallelujah. So now we can begin the conference. Hallelujah. Those of you joining by Facebook, I saw a lot of people on from different areas on the Women of God page. Set your faith in gear to receive from Holy Ghost. Okay, relentless. When the Lord, and I'll maybe read you a word later, but it's not now, that the Lord gave me back in December when he gave me this title, relentless. And I said, Lord, what are you saying to me about relentless? The word relentless, anybody that's ever sat under my ministry knows I like definitions. So what does relentless mean? Somebody ask me. Tiana, what is, thank you for asking. What relentless means, persistent or unyielding, continuing, constant. See, Brandon's pretty awesome. Look at this. He asked me, and I was like, okay, you want the, yeah. Okay, yeah, constant, tenacious. I like that one. Single-minded, tireless, steady. Read the last one with me. Come on, girls. Unstoppable. Come on, say it like you mean it. Unstoppable. Unstoppable. What is a relentless woman of God? She is one that stands in her faith. She stands when the enemy's trying to blow everything around. She stands and she's like, oh, no, buddy. Hang it up. You're not getting me off my face stand. You're not getting me off my, you know, I mean, too many Christians. Now, girls, I love you. I've been doing this a long time. My husband and I have been in ministry 30, almost 31 years. I've seen a lot of things in those times. I've done conferences and retreats for years, and I've seen people leave, and, oh, they're so excited. Hallelujah. I'm standing in my faith. Glory to God. And by the next week, well, I'm just in a valley. Girls, let me tell you something that's going to be revelation to some of you. You don't have to go to the valley. Some of you are going, wait a minute, what? I'm not, saying there <laughs> I'm not saying there won't be valley experiences in life. We live in a fallen world. But you don't have to go there. I have been through some situations over the past three to four years. I mean, I'm telling you. But I decided I wasn't going to the valley. It's your decision. You say it was not that easy. I didn't say it was easy. I said you can do it. You can do it. You must know who you are in him. Or you're going to be moved by every little situation. 
You got to know these things. You got to get planted. Amen? Oh, Jesus. I, I didn't give him the scripture. We're not going to go there. L let me just say this. A lot of people, I'm going to get and start. I'm trying to, uh, I'm giving a little preface here before we get going, really. A lot of people are running from the devil. We need to be running after him. When Martha wakes up in the morning, now Martha's my girl. Don't leave me hanging. Okay. So Martha wakes up in the morning. By the way, you are both of y'all are like glowing. All these little mamas. Okay. So Martha wakes up in the Yeah, there's somebody else pregnant. Yes, there yes. Duh. So Mar I'm back to Martha. Martha wakes up in the morning. And the devil says, oh, great, she's up. That's the way. Not, oh, the devil's attacking me. I had a bad dream. No, we got to get out of that mentality. A relentless woman of God gets out of that mess. <laughs> yeah, now I got something for you later. I don't know if you saw me looking at you during praise and worship. You are, no, shine out of my, you are a relentless woman of God, and all hell has been thrown against you. But thus saith your God, you are going through to the other side. You, your faith is carrying you through to the other side. That makes sense. You know what that's about? Okay, good. Okay. Y'all messing up my sermon here. <laughs> y'all are pulling out. I, I just got to tell y'all. I love preaching out in this region. Santa Ana, now Las Vegas, coming. I mean, y'all pulled the preacher out. Now, let me just, who is Praise Chapel Las Vegas here? Raise it, wave your hand at me. All right. I'm telling you, when your pastor gets up to preach Sunday morning, don't you sit there going, okay. I mean, you better be doing just what you're doing right now. Yes, preach. Make it hard for him to stop. Because you're pulling so strong like y'all are doing with me. Okay, that was a freebie. Let's go on. Okay. Go to 1 Corinthians 15. This is the key scripture here of where this whole thing is going from. But thanks be to God. Who gives us the victory? Somebody, come on. Somebody look at somebody and say, I've got the victory. Through our Lord Jesus. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in Hallelujah. In trouble over here, all the stuff. <laughs> Amen. Okay, now listen to this. How many of y'all are familiar with the Passion Translation? I love Passion. So, if you're not, it's up here anyway, I think. We have it on. Yes. Yay. All right. Listen at it in the Passion. But we thank God for giving us the victory as conquerors. We win through our Lord Jesus, the Anointed One. So now, beloved ones, stand firm, secure, live your life with an unshakable confidence. We know that we prosper and excel in every season by serving the Lord because we are assured that our union with the Lord makes our labor productive with fruit 
that endures. Praise God. Stand firm and secure. Stay firm and secure. Live your lives with an unshakable confidence. We've got to get to the place that we're unshakable. I didn't mean that things wouldn't happen that would be like, ugh, but you're unshakable. You're unshakable. Go over if you will. Let's go to Numbers. Go to Numbers 13. We're going to read verse 1 and 2 here. And the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Who's, who did it? Who spoke to him? So the God, like God that created the moon and the sun. The God. God spoke to Moses saying. So God said, right? Y'all with me? Everybody agrees. Send me to spy out the land of Canaan, which I'm thinking about maybe given. Is that what it says? Oh, that's, that's not what your translation said. Everybody's looking at me like, what? <laughs> no, he said, which I am given to the children of Israel. From each tribe of their fathers, you shall send a man, everyone a leader among them. And so Moses is saying, I mean, God is saying to Moses, send me 12 leaders to spy out the land that I'm giving them. Not I might give, not I'm considering giving. Here's a passage, he said, I'm doing it. So I just want you to go check it out, basically. Okay? That's what God said. Okay? And so that's what, that's what they're commanded to do. Now go down to verse 27. I'm going to skip a lot because this is a good area to go read back. But for time's sake, we're going to skip through. So, yeah, we'll go to 27. Um, they told him and said, we, so they came back, they went, they came back to give the report. Okay? They told him and said, we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey, and this is the fruit. Now, check this out. They are carrying grapes. Two big, strong men. I mean, we go to Walmart, and we get our little grapes. I should have gotten some grapes. That would have been great. And we go, and we, I brought the grapes, honey. My, my little grandbaby, I know, y'all that follow me on Facebook, y'all get tired of seeing about Amber. Is she the cutest? Okay. Anyway, I had to FaceTime this afternoon. I couldn't. I was like, Mimi misses you. Anyway, so, so I mean, she suddenly likes grapes. So I, I mean, I'm probably a little extra. <laughs> y'all know what extra means. So I'm like quartering them because, you know, they can choke on grapes. So I'm like, she is not going to choke on a grape that Mimi gives her. I'm just saying, I'm just saying. So anyway, so these grapes, that's what we come in. I got grapes for you, Ember. That's her name. You know, and we're carrying this little thing, okay? These, these are some big mama daddy. Y'all ever heard that expression? That is a Joanna original, mama daddy. That is big, big, okay? So these are some, so they got these poles, these two big, strong men, and they're Carrying these grapes, that's the kind of grapes, that's the kind of fruit that this ain't. Go study it out. I didn't make it up. And so they come back and they say, I would not make that up, okay? Now, I may exaggerate on a sale, you know, <laughs> but not about grapes. Okay, just saying. So 
Where was I at? What verse? 27. So we went to the land where you sent us. It truly flows with milk and honey. And this is the fruit. I mean, can you see all this is the fruit? <laughs> and nevertheless, nevertheless, everybody say nevertheless. Now, I don't know about y'all, but I never use that word. We would say something like this, but nevertheless, or this would be Joanna translation here. Yep, this is the fruit, but the people who dwell in the land are strong. The cities are fortified and very large. Moreover, we saw the descendants of Anak there. So, I mean, they are just going on and on of this is bad, okay? And the Amalekites, verse 29, the Amalekites dwell in the land. All the ites. Y'all know about the ites. All the ites dwell in the land. Verse 30. Then Caleb quieted the people. Before Moses, he's like, shut up, okay? Before the people and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able. But the men who had gone up with him said, we're not able to go up against these people, for they are stronger than we. And they gave the children of Israel a bad report. The land which they had spied out, saying, the land through which we have gone as spies is a land that devours its inhabitants. And all the people who we saw in it were men of great stature. There we saw the giants. The descendants of Anak came from giants. And that we, look at this, we were like grasshoppers in our own sight. So we were in their sight. Now, he's telling them, he has told them that already, okay? But what do they say? Nevertheless, sounds just like us. God says, well, let's give an analogy. Give, and it shall be given. But God. Hello. God's word says, by the stripes on Jesus' back, you were healed. But God, the doctor said, what are we seeing? We're seeing the situation, not the promise. We're seeing the situation. But the devil said, but I had a bad dream. But I, I just, you know, whatever. But greater is he that is in you than he that's in the world. Come on. Greater is he. Get this, as long as we're looking at the problems, we can't see the promise. Can't look at both. Can't look at both. A relentless wog can't look at the situations. She looks at the promise. Amen? Okay. Get this. I, I've written down a few things that are like, I started to send them to Brandon when he asked me if I wanted to send any notes, but you can write them down yourself because it's good. L listen at this. Unbelief will never see beyond the difficulties. Unbelief looks at obstacles, but faith looks at God. Unbelief looks at obstacles, but faith looks at God. Are y'all getting that? Okay, so verse 30, now that's key. Caleb quieted the people. 
You cannot listen to me, ladies. You cannot listen to the voices of doubt and unbelief and be relentless. You're going to leave this place by the time this thing's over tomorrow. You're going to leave this place so pumped up. But if you go home and start listening to all their doubt and unbelief, oh, you didn't really get healed. Oh, you, you think you got healed? Oh, yeah, I know you felt something, but really you think you got something? I'm going to be honest with you. A lot of people get healed in meetings. Not a lot of people keep them. See, I, I've done it. How many of y'all be honest? I have done it. I have gone. I have felt the healing anointing. I knew I'd been healed. And I walked in it for a day. And then, and I've learned better now. And then the enemy, what's your name, Celeste? Okay. Then Celeste, like, okay, Celeste is me. And then the enemy started, boom, it, you're not really healed. You feel that symptom? No. And next thing I knew, guess what? I would felt the healing anointing. I had walked in the healing anointing for a day or whatever. I'd walked in it. I'd been symptom free. But the minute that enemy comes to try to put that thing back on you, if you take it, you've taken it all right back. So what are you doing? I'm helping you because some of y'all are to get healed in a lot of different ways, physically, mentally, and emotionally. Some of you have been bound by things. And when you say the word bound, I mean, y'all heard the prophetic word. People think like, oh, I got demons. That's not what he's always saying. And it may be that. I mean, I had demons hanging off my demons when I got saved. <laughs> Just saying. I've been set free. Who's been set free? So it may be the case. But a lot of y'all being bound is being bound by fear. Who, were at the, who was at the fearless retreat? Yeah. Some of y'all have been bound, and you know what? Some of y'all that were at the fearless retreat got free of fear, and guess what's tried to come back? And unfortunately, some have taken it right back. So we're going to get right back free. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. Okay, so quiet, Caleb quiets people. You got to learn to quiet people around you, and you got to learn to quiet the devil around you. Devil starts yelling at you. Uh-uh. Well, that must be for somebody else. That's not for me. Nope. Nope. Faith mine tonight. I'm getting it tonight. Now, get this. So, I love this. It's in verse 30, I think. Let's go back to that. Caleb quiets the people and said, let us go up at once and take possession, for we are well able. Look at somebody and say, we're well able. We are well able. The word able in this context was to be able to have power, that's good, to have the capacity to prevail or succeed. Caleb is telling them we're well able. Guess what? We've got a book that says we're well able. My all-time favorite scripture, and I, my husband teases me and he's watching. You know, nice, baby. My all-time favorite, because I'll say, oh, that's one of my favorites. He's like, I know, baby. The whole book is your favorite. Amen. Yes, it is. But my all-time favorite scripture, it's true, is Philippians 4.13. Some of y'all have heard this. See, and I haven't changed my all-time favorite, have I? See? It's all-time favorite. All-time favorite is, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. 
We are well able. You are well able. Lady in the back in the gray shirt. Sweetheart, what's your name? I say, I like name tags. Please wear name tags. Because I get on the anointing, I could forget. I, I, I could forget my daughter's name. Okay, so I like, Paula, you are well able. You can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Amen. You've been given a book of promises. Glory to God. Glory to God. If you're writing notes, this is so good. Holy Spirit gave me this. I was like, oh, it's so good. Faith does not. Y'all ever, wait a minute. Stop. Back up. Have y'all, has God ever told y'all something and you went, oh, God, that's so good. Like he really needs us to tell him. <laughs> I did that all the time. And I was like, yeah, you know it was good. But that's so good. <laughs> Am I the only person that does that? <laughs> I did it all the time. I was like. That was silly. He went, that's so good, God. Okay. <laughs> Where is it? I wrote it down. It's on here. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Faith. Here it is. That's so good. Faith does not deny the reality or difficulty. Faith doesn't deny it's re the reality of it. But it does declare the power of God in the face of the difficulty. Y'all see the difference? You know, it's kind of like, okay, I'm going to be gross in a second, okay? I'll be pretty in a minute. I mean, if you're throwing your guts up, you don't say, I'm not throwing up, I'm not throwing up, I'm not sick. That's why people look at us and give us a bad name. But you can do this. I am not receiving this. By the stripes on Jesus' back, I was healed. So I declare healing. I'm standing against this nausea. Do you see the difference? So we, we may recognize, yeah, there's something going on here, but it has no right on my body. See, we're covenant girls. Come on. I'm a covenant girl. Are y'all a covenant girl? I am covenant with Daddy God. Think about that. And so are you, I hope. I mean, but now verse 33 is just, they saw the giants, let's go, and he said, the bottom part, and we were like grasshoppers in our own sight, so they, we were in their sight. They saw themselves, you get that, like grasshoppers. As I was studying this, and don't anybody look, y'all can just smile real pretty, nobody will know that Holy Spirit's talking to you. Some of you see yourself like grasshoppers. I'm just, I wish I was like Pastor Maria. Oh, I wish I was like Pastor Rosie. wish I was like Pastor Joanna. But I'm just little old me. I hope I can make it to church Sunday. Dear God, I'm depressing myself with that. <laughs> That is a grasshopper mentality. And if y'all will be honest, there are some of you that have it. Well, I've been bad. I've been bad. I've been a bad girl. Do you repent? Then that's under the blood. Some of y'all have heard my testimony. My testimony is pretty cray cray. God is really good. And sometimes people will say, Pastor Jordan, are you embarrassed to tell that testimony? Absolutely not. Why? That girl's dead. I'm just talking about somebody else. 
Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Amen. Okay. You may have come in here. Let me just say this. You may have come in here with a grasshopper feeling like a, and you may not feel, say you feel like a grasshopper, but you know what I mean by that. You're kind of like, oh, I just don't know if I could do this faith thing, if I can, you know, y'all know. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Y'all look at me so holy. Y'all know what I'm talking about. You may have come in here kind of beat down like that, but I'm telling you, you're going to leave. Where's the devil? Where is he at? Y'all have heard me do this before. Some of y'all have heard me. Okay, I'm aging myself a little bit, but I was a rocky girl. I loved come on. I love that. And sometimes, don't don't laugh. Sometimes I'll be praying and I'm really like, and I can just I need to learn to box before I do that again. I need to Y'all know some boxing moves, come show them to me, because I really don't. <laughs> but, I mean, I feel like that sometimes. I mean, just no devil. No devil. No devil. No more grasshoppers. No more beat down. We're leaving this place. You may have come in feeling like that, but you're leaving relentless. You're leaving relentless. Now, let's go on and go over quickly to Numbers 14. I don't know if we're going to go through that, but in, in uh, 14, they are talking about, I mean, all Joshua and Caleb did was give a good report. Now, if you know, if you go back and study this, it was 12 leaders. Just saying, they were all leaders. Only two of them, Joshua and Caleb, came back with a good report. Now, don't anybody look at their Bible right now. Who can name the 10 for me? Nobody. If you can, who can? Who cares? A bunch of losers. Who cares? <laughs> but everybody knows Joshua and Caleb. Come on now, think about it. Think about it. <laughs> okay. So all he did was come back with a good report, and the rest of them are mad about it. When you start giving God's report, the devil will get mad. And they are so mad, they're talking about stoning them. Really? All they did was give a good report. That's all they did was say that we can do this. The devil, devil gets mad. You got to, oh, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, yes. You got to learn to stand past the devil getting mad when you take your stand. When he does his counterattack, you're like, I'm not moved. I'm unshakable. I'm not moved. I'm not moved. <laughs> okay, that's good. Okay, that's good. Okay, so go down. Let's see. I'm trying to see where we need to go. Let's go to 1423 real quick. Because y'all got to get this. Because I can pray for you until I have no voice and you're bald-headed. Because I will do it. <laughs> Shonda, you know, I will do it. And you have no makeup and false eyelashes are everything. <laughs> Can I tell it? I will. <laughs> Last year, Santa Ana, <laughs> it was a service. And she wore false eyelashes again. <laughs> eyelashes were everywhere is all I'm going to say. 
pray for you, but until your eyelashes come off. <laughs> but if you don't have some word to stand on, you won't keep it. Okay, so we're in 23, that's where we're going. <laughs> okay, now get this. Now these guys that give a bad report, losers, telling you. So Moses said, they'll not see the land of the Lord which I swore to their fathers, nor shall any of those who rejected me see it. But, everybody say, but. My servant Caleb, because he has a different spirit in him, has followed me fully. I will bring him into the land where he went, and his descendants shall inherit it. Woo! Girls, you need to be like Joshua and Caleb. You have a different spirit. Woo! Different spirit. Get this. Let me get this. In the message, no, I didn't write it down. One of, I think it's the message that says a different attitude. You've got to be the girl that rises up in the face of the devil, in the face of all hell breaking loose, saying, uh-uh, you have a different attitude. You have a different spirit. You're not defeated. Some of y'all may have come in here feeling defeated, but you're leaving different. See, it's not how you walked in those doors, it's how you walk out. And what did that prophetic word say a little while ago? If you will receive it. There were several ifs in that. If you're determined. If. If. See, God says, I want to do these things. But to snow. Now, I live in an area that does snow more than 100 years. Okay, We don't get a lot of snow. But we do get snow. Usually about once a year we get a little snow. Okay. This year is an exception. We've gotten enough rain to, we need, I mean, somebody, it was a joke on Facebook a while back, do we need to start building the ark? Because it's just, we already get a, probably double or triple the amount of rain y'all get, seriously. But, I mean, it's just rain. So, it was just like, geez, and we'd be right at that point. To get snow, the atmosphere has to be totally right. The temperature, the atmosphere, everything has to be right for it to change from rain to snow. I'm not talking about snow, little snowflakes. The atmosphere has to be right for you to receive what God has for you. You got to get your atmosphere right. And so what I'm doing, I mean, I can just start praying for everybody. I prayed up. I've been studied up. I'm ready. What I'm doing is helping you get your atmosphere right. Hello, y'all getting this? Now, so God tells, let me just go through this real quick. I mean, Joshua and Caleb are pretty incredible people. Because when you think about it, some of y'all have never seen this. God told Moses that they're not going to inherit the promised land. Okay, God had given promise. He said, but they are not. Okay, when God gave Caleb that, when God gave that, that, that word to, through Moses, he was 40 years old. The rest of the doubt and unbelief and the losers, I never say that, but it works, had to die off. 
before they could go in and receive the promised land. Y'all know the story. <clears throat> it was 40 years, 45 years, excuse me, 45 years that delayed their promise. Now, Joshua and Caleb, I'm just telling you, I would be ticked off. They made me wait because of their stinking doubt and unbelief. Hey, the good thing is, the work's already been done for us. You're the only one that can hold you back. Think about this. Joshua and Caleb had so many opportunities to quit. Number one, I mean, I've been ticked. They had every opportunity in the world to, for offense to get offended, the rest of them. I mean, if y'all hadn't done this, we'd already been in the promised land. Think about it. Y'all had just gone with us, but no, you wanted to stone us instead. I mean, can't you imagine? I mean, women especially. Now, y'all, we would have. So get up here real quick. I mean, this would have been us. I, we'd have been going, Sue, we're Joshua and Caleb. Can you believe Can you believe? And now we have to wait. And then, being women, we'd have probably said, and their shoes are really bad. No. <laughs> Had to throw that in. Men are back there going, really? <laughs> yeah, Revelation. 45 years. Get this, because of doubt and unbelief. Get this, girls. Doubt and unbelief will stop you from inheriting your promise. Doubt and unbelief will stop you. That's why it's so important to get the doubt and unbelief out. Amen. But Joshua and Caleb stood strong. They just stood strong. They were relentless. They were relentless. Will you be relentless? Now, let's look at somebody else that was relentless. Go to 2 Corinthians 4. I have too many bookmarks. So it is just. Second Corinthians 4. Maybe I'm going to be in a lot of bookmarks. And every year we do, we make a new bookmark with the scripture. So I've got them all in here because I like them. Yes, which one's that from? That was undaunted. We're undaunted. We're not moved. Okay. Second Corinthians 4, verse 8. Now, this is Paul. You talk about relentless. You talk about relentless, dear God. Okay, we are hard-pressed on every side, yet not crushed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Struck down, but not destroyed. Always caring about in the body, the dying of the Lord Jesus. I didn't want to go there. Okay, let's go on. We, I just keep on reading. Hard, I mean, you talk about hard-pressed, crushed. Paul calls these, and my husband calls this. He has a sermon called Paul's MLAs. He, in another translation, it says, Paul called these his momentary light afflictions. Paul's MLAs. He says, I'm hard. I mean, we think of MLA. We think, you know, we've had a bad day if we didn't get to go out to eat when the other girls from the office were going out to eat because we didn't have the money. I'm just being persecuted for righteousness' sake. 
Now you probably didn't budget well, but anyway, that's another story. We think we're having, this man had been beaten to the point of death. He had, y'all know Paul's stories. And he said, we're hard pressed on every side. No, we're not crushed. We're perplexed. We're not in despair. We're persecuted. We're not forsaken. We're struck down. We're not destroyed. Talk about a winner's attitude. You talk about relentless. That is relentless. And that's what we're talking about this weekend. Okay, look at verse 16. Therefore, here is Paul. We do not lose heart. Even though our outward man is perishing, yet the inward man is being renewed day by day. For, now, look at what Paul calls it. He says, for our light affliction, which is but for a moment, is working for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. Look at verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen. Read that with me. Start over verse 18. While we do not look at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, for the things which are seen are temporary. Y'all are preaching good. Come on now. We don't look at those things. If you're going to be relentless, you're going to get to the place where you're not looking at these things. You're not gazing at these things. You can't fix your gaze on this stuff and be relentless. The message there says not giving up. Therefore, we do not become discouraged. The message says we're not giving up. NLT says never get, give up. Never give up. Now, I want us to look quickly at a woman of God. Let's turn over to Matthew. We've just got to see some different Examples here of relentless. And I'm going to try to go through this quick. Matthew 15. But we are at a Women of God conference, right? We're not in a hurry, right? Um, some of you, when y'all were in the world, you weren't even out yet. I'm just saying. Just saying. <laughs> yeah. But we get saved and sanctified and come in church, and we're like, well, it's time to go now, isn't it? And we wonder why we're not walking in the miraculous. And we wonder why when we go out, the people aren't flocking. People ought to be breaking these doors down. We wonder why. And I'm not talking just y'all. I'm talking all of us, our churches. We get this revelation. We get so hungry. Doesn't matter. Okay. Okay, let's go on. Now, let's look at this woman. This woman is amazing to me. Matthew 15, 21. <laughs> then Jesus went out from there and departed to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came from the region and cried out to him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, Son of David, my daughter is severely demonized. Now get this. get this. But he answered her not a word. Translation, he ignored her. 
And his disciples came and urged him, saying, send her away. She cries out after us. And he answered and said, now this is what he answers and says to her. I was not sent except to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Basically what he said. And that was a true statement. I wasn't sent. It was not the Gentiles' time yet. That was after the resurrection. He was sent to the Jews. He was sent to the house of Israel. Okay? So he wasn't. We read this. I mean, I don't know about y'all, but I read this passage of Scripture, and I'm like, Jesus, that's a little harsh. Here's your state of fact. Okay? But he answered and said, I was not sent except to the lost sheep of Israel. Okay, continue. And then, and then, and then, she came. She got on her face, and she worshiped. Keep going. Saying, Lord, help me. But he answered, and she is on her face. He has ignored her, and then he has said, sorry, babe, it's not your time. She's on her face worshiping. How many of us would do that? Just saying. But he answered and said, it is not. It's better. It's better. It is not good to take the children's bread and get throw it to the little dogs. So basically, he's calling her a little dog. Now, that sounds really harsh to me. I bet y'all, if some man called me a dog, I would probably not handle that too well. <laughs> Just saying. But that we don't understand the history and the context here. Dog, Gentiles were considered like a dog. They were unclean. So what he's saying, he even softens the blow because what he could have said was, I wasn't sent to dogs. Boy, he said was little dogs. And, and the implication is, I studied this out, it's like puppies. Which that softens that blow a little. But <laughs> Just saying. I mean, you may not like a dog. I mean, I'm not a cat person, though. Anybody comes to me, I'm just not, I don't know. I had a bad experience when I was young. I'm not really. But a kitten, I mean, it's a kitten. I mean, I'm still, I'm a dog person. But you cannot be a dog person. But a puppy, it's a puppy. You see what I mean? So he calls her a puppy. And she says, now, so y'all get this. So she says, yes, Lord, yet even the little dog, Eat the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Talk about relentless. Then Jesus answered and said to her, Oh woman, great is your faith. How many of y'all want to hear that? Oh woman, great is your faith. Let it be to you as you desire. And her daughter was healed from that very moment. Talk about relentless. Verse 23, he ignores her. Verse 24, he tells her, I wasn't sent to you. I was sent to the Jews. In verse 25, after he had been, she had been ignored and told no, she falls in, she worships. Then he out calls her a dog. Let me tell you, she had some opportunities to give up. Ladies, you will have some opportunities to give up. She could have been offended at any of those moments. But she chose to not quit, and she chose to not be offended. Will you not quit, and will you not be offended? 
And look at what he said. And great woman, great is your faith. In the Passion Translation of that verse 28, I just want to read that one to you because it is, to me, the best. Listen to what it says in the Passion. Dear woman, dear Dear woman, your faith is strong. How many of y'all want to hear Jesus say, dear woman? Your faith is strong. What you desire will be done for you. Wow. Dear woman. Dear woman. That very moment her daughter was healed. We know that. This woman, now I need you to catch this. Some of you have probably never seen this before. Remember, it was not the Gentiles' time yet, correct? After the resurrection, it was. And we saw many miracles. But it was not their time yet. This woman, as a worshiper, in her relentless faith, pulled in a miracle before it was even time. Come on, somebody. Before it was even time. She, that was no, it was not the time yet. She's the, uh, that's the only account. But this relentless worshiper, will you be relentless in your worship or are you going to be relentless in your murmuring? Come on. I'm preaching a lot better than y'all are shouting right now. Are you going to be relentless in your worship or are you going to be relentless in your worry? In your way. I'm just depressed. I had a bad day. Haven't we all? We all had things. People look at ministers. My girls, y'all help me preach here. And they're like, oh, Pastor Rosie must have the best life ever. Pastor Joanna gets to travel around. It must be so glorious. Y'all know how heavy my suitcase is? <laughs> you need to be nice. I carried my own suitcase. Thank you. Do y'all know how annoying airports can be? Everybody looks and they see, oh, this is glamorous. <laughs> okay, we had the weirdest flight here ever. We, I've been traveling a while now. This was the weirdest. The devil was ticked off at y'all. <laughs> devil did not want y'all getting what God had y'all to get. You name it. I mean, nothing really major bad. It was weird. <clears throat> weird stuff. We were already late leaving because I don't know why. They were late. Plane was late. So we're late, and it was all right because we, you know, we were okay. Everything's fine. I text Pastor Rose. Uh, I was looking at you. Pastor Maria, I was like, it looks like we're running a little late, yada, yada. Finally, we get on the plane, and we're sitting. You know how they come out and they say, we're closing the door. Turn your phone off. And, of course, I've been texting the whole time. I'm like, okay, now I'm, I do follow rules. I'm not one of these people that the stewardess has to come. Don't do that, y'all. You know, obey the laws of the land. Well, the, the stewardess is, <laughs> yeah, just saying. So I'm not that person. They say turn it off, I turn it off. But until they say it, turn off, I'm doing stuff. So they come, they say turn it off. I'm not that person that the stewardess has to come and say turn your phone off. You know, you know those people? I, I kind of get irritated at those people. Because I'm like, you're delaying our leaving. Turn your stupid phone off. You can wait. So I turn my phone off. So then it's like, okay, we're still sitting. Why are we still sitting? My phone's off. Why are we sitting? It was already going to be a three-hour flight, and we're still sitting. So then 
they said, because of weather. Yeah. It was like, I still don't know why, because the weather wasn't here yet. The way it was not snowing yet. I don't know why. But they were saying it was going to be a delay. Now, we've already turned our phones off. They should have said you can turn your phone back on, but they didn't. So I, the obedient one, did not turn my phone back on. I'm probably the only person in the plane that didn't, but I didn't. Oh, you turned? Okay. <laughs> Out of fuss. See, she didn't. So, so I turned her good. Anyway, so we obeyed. So they said, well, it's going to be a delay. We're like, what's new? And I've already told her 15 minutes. So we're sitting. And they said, we, because of weather in Las Vegas. I'm like, weather in Las Vegas? What's going on in Las Vegas? Nothing was going on yet. I'm just saying. We've got to refuel because we may have to go to a different airport. And we're looking at each other. We're like, oh, Pastor Maria's picking us up at that airport. <laughs> Might have a little issue. So we're waiting. We're like, okay. And so then some other chick gets on the plane. <laughs> I still don't know who this woman was. She was part of the doing the baggage, okay? And she makes this announcement. We're like, what? Everybody, you can hear everybody going, what? She says, <laughs> true story. <laughs> you can't make this stuff up, y'all. So she says to us, she says, some of you may notice that your suitcase has been wrapped in a plastic garbage bag because, we're like, why? It wasn't raining, okay? It wasn't like, you know, in Little Rock where we were leaving, it was, there was no reason that they were trying to protect our suitcases, except because we are transporting a bunch of turtles. And everybody in the plane's going, turtles? <laughs> we still don't know what happened to the turtles. Why did y'all need to know that? There's absolutely no reason, but you, it was a weird flight. It was like forever. We finally take off. We still don't know. They finally refuel. We got the turtles. <laughs> 15 minutes later, remember, I told her we were already running late 15 minutes. 15 minutes later, bless Pastor Maria's heart. She's probably going, really, woman? Really? <laughs> she knew I couldn't have them. She was so gracious when I said, so sorry. She said, you weren't flying the plane. I was like, no, but the turtles, but the turtles are fine. <laughs> My husband tells me Thursday, he's like, baby, everybody in the church, because he was preaching Wednesday night, and he said, everybody wants to know what happened to the turtles. Because he apparently told him about turtles. I said, I have no idea what happened to the turtles. He's like, oh. You know, I said, so you can tell them. I don't know. Hopefully they're fine. But my suitcase was fine. <laughs> I don't know why I told those stories. Because some of y'all needed to lighten up a little bit. Some of y'all just needed to laugh about turtles that we don't know why they're. I don't know where the turtles are. I want to know about the stupid turtles. This woman just wouldn't stop. Okay. Let me give you, we're fixing the clothes. In a little bit. Really, I don't have much more. But you know what? Come on. Let me give you a shining example of relentless perseverance. A person in, it's not in the Bible, but me and y'all know, a renowned pastor who has ever heard of the name John Wesley. John Wesley, they started, he and his brother started the Methodist um, uh, denomination. And in case you did not know it, the Methodist denomination was not what it is today. The Wesley started it, they were spirit-filled, or so I hear. I never heard them speak in tongues, but <laughs> that's what I hear. That was not what it is today, okay? 
Y'all ready? Y'all fix and shout in a second. This is, talk about some relentless perseverance. This I'm going to read is from John Wesley's diary. You ready? Before he was the renowned pastor, John Wesley. Sunday a.m., May 5th. I preached in St. Anne's. I was asked not, not to come back anymore. Sunday a.m., May 12th. I preached in St. Jude's. Can't go back there either. <laughs> Sunday a.m., May 19th. I preached in St. Somebody Else's. Now, I don't know if that's being funny or if that's really the name of a church. <laughs> The name of, was what it said, I, I wrote it in exactly, Saint somebody else's. I don't know if he was being funny. I don't know, but that's what it said. Somebody look that up for me and find out. Not now, later. <laughs> the deacons called a special meeting and said I could not to return. <laughs> Sunday, it gets better. Sunday, it gets better. Sunday, May 19th, I preached on the street. I was kicked off the street. <laughs> Sunday a.m., this is the best one, May 26th, I preached in a meadow. I was chased out of the meadow as a bull was turned loose during the service. June a.m., June, Sunday, June a.m., June 2nd a.m. service. Okay, I cannot say this. I'm sorry. I preached out at the edge of town. I was kicked off the highway. Y'all ready? June 2nd, same day, that afternoon, I preached in a pasture. And 10,000 people came out to hear me. He just wouldn't stop. He was relentless. He was steadfast. He was unstoppable. He was unshakable. Come up here. He was, un hurry, run. He was unshakable. A woman of God who is relentless can't be shaken. Now, this is our relentless woman of God. <laughs> video instead. A relentless woman of God that is unshakable. Now get this. The devil will try to blow at you. Okay, you like my cough drop? <laughs> the devil, an unshakable woman, the devil tries to say, you're ugly. Didn't shake him. Your mama's ugly. He didn't move. The devil, an un unshakable woman of God, an unshakable man of God, the devil can come. <laughs> can come and do his best to knock him off, to get him to move. But he's planted. 
You see, he's planted. Come on, somebody. He's unshakable. I can't get him to pull. I'm trying to push him down, but I can't because he's unshakable. The devil can come and give the biggest blow possible, but he's unshakable. I can't knock him down. Thank you. That is the way we've got to be. That's the way you and I have got to be. Will you make the choice to be relentless tonight? Will you be like Joshua and Caleb and say, I'm well able. I have a promise. Will you be like the Apostle Paul that says, no what, no matter what, I won't be discouraged. Or like that mother, that's a favorite one of mine. I'm not going to be offended. I'm not going to stop. Will you be like John Wesley, who had a fire inside of him, and he wouldn't stop? Hebrews, one last scripture, and get ready to shout. Hebrews 6, 12, so that you do not become sluggish, but imitate those. Did, did I not get those scriptures to him? Oh, well, it's fine. Open your Bibles. You know, we get too dependent on these things. Just saying. Hebrews 6, 12, that you do not become sluggish. We can't be sluggish, but imitate those through who faith and patience inherit the promises. Out of the passion that says, so don't allow your hearts to grow dull or lose your enthusiasm, but follow the example of those who fully received what God has promised, and because of their strong faith and patient endurance, stand to your feet. Glory to God. Glory to God. Come on, somebody. Glory.